Aloha and welcome to the Big Island Hawaii podcast. This is show number nine, our interview with uh, Dr. Jacob Head, um, veterinarian here on the Big Island. His whole family do so much for everything here on the island, all the races and all the different charities and stuff. This was indeed uh, recorded on um, uh, Kentucky Derby Day, so that's why I wish him happy Kentucky Derby Day. And uh, Jacob is a great athlete. Uh, he did races that I didn't realize that he had actually done. Uh, shout out to Eric from uh, uh, Hoka for uh, the ex- Escape from Alcatraz race. Again, we would ask that you please subscribe to the podcast either on iTunes or Stitcher. Or you can go to YouTube and watch the video version of this. And you could always email me at joe at joefireball.com. So please enjoy our interview with Dr. Jacob Head. Aloha, Dr. Jacob Head. How are you today? Happy uh, Kentucky Derby Day. <laughs> uh, good morning. Good morning. How's everything in Kona today? Um, it is bright and sunny as usual. And um, um, yeah, just getting going this morning. So, yeah. Hey, are, are you going to? I noticed that I think you're probably somewhat on the same schedule as I've been as far as running. You know, you've been running early in the morning and trying to get, I don't know, get it out of the way. Yeah. You know, um, it's kind of in the last few years getting more into, you know, endurance racing and stuff um, and um, working a full time job and having a family. You know, that's where you, you have to, to do that uh, 5 a.m. run or 6 a.m. run and, and in a sense, get it out of the way. But, um, and then here and there on the weekends, you can, or, or other times, get in a, a good, better quality afternoon run or something. So, yeah. So, like we talked a little bit before the show, I, I have no idea where you guys are originally from, where you're from, where you grew up. Yeah. So, um, in Hawaii, I'm actually one of the rare ones that is uh, born and raised in Kona. Um, it's, um, you know, it seems to always uh, come up a little uh, as a shock to a lot of people just because, you know, in I think especially in our community, running community and, and races and stuff, um, you know, you don't always meet very many people from Kona. So where'd you go to um, uh, grade school? Where'd you go to high school? Um, so I was raised in South Kona. Uh, we had a coffee farm and a mac nut farm um, and then uh, went to um, Hokena, uh down south, and okay. then uh, up to Konawina for high school. And um, yeah, so moved away for a long time. I went, you know, went to college in Colorado and stayed in Colorado for almost 20 years before coming home. So. That, that's where the connection, because I, I, you know, spent 25 years in Colorado and stuff. And that's when I see you guys go back. Um, where'd you go to college? I uh, went to Colorado State University. Uh, Rams. That's right. <laughs> um, so it was um, the reason for going to Colorado was to um, kind of get far away from Hawaii in a sense, and at the same time uh, choose one of the you know one of the veterinary schools that um, was you know was and still is one of the better programs, and um, ended up in Fort Collins, and it was just you know Fort Collins is wonderful. You know, just absolutely love that town. So, oh yeah, well, you know, I get in trouble with a lot of parents uh, because sometimes they'll 
their the, the kikis will come ask me so what should i do uncle joe after i graduate uh, <laughs> high school and i tell them leave yeah <laughs> go experience something else yeah it's you know one of those growing up experiences that i am firmly uh, you know believe in that you want to get out spread your wings be your own person and um you know it's it's kind of easy because you're still in the confines of a, a university a school and a program and, and so you're still protected but you're still kind of being your own person <laughs> so where did you meet your lovely wife jolene where'd you meet her so in colorado um so i went to school went to veterinary school stayed in uh, fort collins for a while and then um became a veterinarian uh first nine years of my career was in emergency medicine and so I uh, worked in uh, various emergency hospitals after my internships and um, in and around Denver. And we met at a veterinary clinic that I was working at. Um, she came on as uh, one of our nurses. And uh, so we met there. So. Yeah, I know. In fact, there isn't there one of the, is it uh, CSU that is, has the rather famous veterinary emergency hospital? Um, there used to be a vet, uh, ER vets was one of the first shows. Um, it was actually out of a, um, a hospital in Denver that, um, actually knew a fair amount of my classmates that were on the show. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, you know, the school itself is, has a lot of good programs, but, um, not aware of any program or, uh, you know, TV shows or anything. So, <laughs> yeah, so. Can they, can they do knee replacements for people? <laughs> now, if you bark or uh, meow, maybe we can get you in. <laughs> uh, that, that's, you know Stedman Hawkins Clinic in Vail, don't you? Yeah, yep, absolutely. Um, fortunately, have not had to use them, but uh, yes. So oh, I'm a graduate. Ah, there you go. So, so but, yeah, so he was, uh, she's from Montana and, um, you know, had moved to Colorado. Um, you know, kind of when I was in Fort Collins and then we met um, in Boulder area, so. I didn't realize she's from Montana and stuff. I knew, you know, I kind of vaguely know, you know, where people are when they're from the mainland and stuff, but. Yeah, yeah. So. And so, so after, uh, what was the deciding, uh, why did you come back to Hawaii? Was it uh, mainly because this is where you should be or? Yeah, interesting story. You know, we um, came home to visit, you know, once or twice a year. See, my parents, or my mom and my uh, stepdad, who I grew up with, they're still here in the farm. And um, so we were here home visiting, and um, you know, it was kind of 10 years out of you know, school and, you know, kind of uh, thinking about options, career options. Uh, at that point, I was um, the director of a, a hospital in Washington State. And, uh, you know, running the hospital, but just as an employee. And so thought about possible ownership and there happened to be, you know, this practice for sale here um, in, in Kona. And uh, so, um, you yeah, ended up moving back about a year later. So oh, who used to own it? Who used to own it? Who's the previous owners? Um, so um, originally the hospital was built by Doc McCoy. And so a lot of people um, in Kona and Hawaii will be familiar with uh, the name McCoy. And um, not only was he the first um, state veterinarian or area veterinarian for Hawaii, but he also had his home and his um, small little veterinary practice uh, here in Kona. 
So, so he built the practice starting in 62 up on the old road, on Willow Road, which was the old yeah. Yeah, highway. And, um, um, and then it went through a couple of different ownerships and Dr. Braun, Dr. Polshuk, and then me. So, yeah, so it's an interesting old building. So, but and, uh, we still feel uh, Doc McCoy's presence there every once in a while. Yeah, I think I've, I've only been there once. I had to drop, I dropped off shirts mm-hmm. for you guys for one of the races and stuff. Yeah. It was about the only time since I'm, unfortunately, I, the only animals I have are like the horses you can see in the background there <laughs> up on Mono Road. Right. Yeah, it's, um, we've transformed it over the last 10 years and, and mostly over the last year, mostly to um, convert it from what it was as a house into uh, the layouts that we, you know, can make it more efficient for a clinic. And um, so, so we've been spending a lot of energy actually um, doing that instead of training. <laughs> well, so. I, know, I noticed you have a very modern bathroom now. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So uh, my wife is an interior designer by, uh, by schooling and um, a veterinary nurse and practice manager. But, um, and then I've, I'm the hands-on, you know, veterinarian, surgeon, and uh, remodeler. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if, you, if, if you're a surgeon, you can then be a carpenter, right? Yeah, you just got to be careful. <laughs> Oh yeah. Let's see. Oh, okay. Yeah. Still got those. Still got all these things. So, yeah. So Make sure I pay my insurance. When you were back at CSU or did you run Kona Wina? Were you on the track team at Kona Wina or? Um, you know, when I was growing up, I played soccer was my first choice. Um, and then, uh, when I got into high school, um, I started playing football. Um, and then, um, so kind of did those sports mainly. I played baseball. Um, I have an uncle who played for the Yankees. And so I had some, um, you know, interest there. Um, but um, mainly it was football and soccer. And, um, you know, people around here will, will know me because I was the quarterback uh, for Konawina for, for a while. So, um, or my senior year. But, um, and then um, never did do running a track, um, was quite often recruited to run, um, but uh, just didn't have an interest in, in running specifically. Um, my knees kind of hurt, you know, when I was growing up so fast and just wasn't enjoyable to me. So. And, and running used to be a punishment if you played football. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I was fairly fast for, for here. and. Um, but more as sprinting and, and not out just to run. <laughs> so, so when you got to CSU, um, did you uh, start running? Just, yeah, I mean, it's, it's great, at, great at Fort Collins. Yeah. My, um, my running career, I honestly will say that probably started maybe two or three years after we got here. So closer to when I was actually 40. <laughs> Um, so not quite 40, but, you know, I think my wife was always a runner. She was always the one out to go and put in the miles every day and, and not for really anything specific, but just to go and run and be healthy. And, um, um, I think what probably got us into it here was we immediately became, uh, trying to get involved in the community 
uh, and we started, you know, sponsoring a lot of the races, the local races, um, you know, when the Kona Marathon was here at the, um, you know, the old Cuyahoga, um Hotel, and, and um, you know, we sponsored all the children's uh, event, um, medals and awards, um, you know, Big Island Running Company, and, and so, so we truly tried to work into it there, and as we got more into it, you know, running more and more, but thinking about how I was going to continue my quote unquote sports career, <laughs> um, uh, you know, coming back home and, and maybe getting into triathlons again, that's what kind of more got me into running again. And so, or initially, because again, I was never a runner. Even when I was in Colorado, if I did endurance stuff, I was on my mountain bike. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, I did led the 100 Vale Ultra. Wait, uh, wait, 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 wait a second here. You did the back did in Colorado the on my mountain bike, not running. Oh, you did the mountain bike race, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I was more into mountain biking and and you know that sort of thing uh, in Colorado. So. And back back then, well, now that wasn't. I mean long time ago when i first started biking and stuff mountain bikes are about five six hundred bucks but when yeah you're, it was oh yeah yeah you, you get uh you know my my cheap uh, little college giant that i bought for probably three or four hundred bucks and worked great you know going from your classroom to your dorm room but uh you start taking out on the trail and uh you get about two miles in and you need new wheels and <laughs> Yeah, stump stump jumper sport is what one of my first bikes. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, mine was some some random giant, you know, you know, bike. So, but um, well, that's that's cool. In fact, I just saw that the June events for Leadville have been canceled yep. because of the situation and stuff. The hundred yep. miler, uh, the hundred mile run is and bike ride. I think is still on for. September? I can't remember when they actually do. Yeah, they're typically in August. Um, August, yeah. I believe. Um, it's been uh, 14 years since I've done Leadville, but um, um, amazing race, amazing experience. And, um, you know, it's uh, something that was, I don't know, the, these things were, I don't know that they were always necessarily fun. You know, I think we <laughs> all have this weird, crazy, uh, idea of what fun is but um you know i think it's the for me it's always been doing something different doing something new um being out in nature i think that's where i liked mountain biking and hiking and stuff in colorado more so than pounding the pavement and doing the uh the road racing so yeah though i think it's you know for a lot of people it's it's the fact that everything else goes away and you're focused on uh you know nature you got to watch out for bears you got to watch out for mountain lions bobcats you got to watch out for that rut on the trail that you, yep. you're gonna hit <laughs> yeah you hit a rut and then you're all of a sudden sitting in front of a bear <laughs> so, um yeah I, I, I definitely had lots of encounters with wildlife which is um only once or twice been a little bit terrifying you know about 300 pound bear staring you down you know but um um all the other stuff has been been pretty easy but um but yeah it's um uh that's where i kind of got hooked on doing the more endurance stuff was was there in colorado so 
Yeah, I I've I lived in Aspen for like 25 in the uh, Roaring Fork Valley for 25 years. So you know, for me that was uh, it, it's just real special. It's like here, you know. I mean, as far as if there's two places I could be, it would be near Colorado or here. Yeah, yeah. There's um, you know, a lot of beautiful mountains, and um, for me, it just happened to be where I went to school. And and but um, you know count myself as being very lucky to choose that place because uh, just the access to trails, but still you're around the cities and um, kind of get the best of both worlds there. So yeah, let's, let's see, Fort Collins, they, they have some pretty good beers in Fort Collins, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. New Belgium, uh, Fat Tire, you know, that's uh, Cooper Smith's, um, you know, those are a couple of great places and you know, when you're a college kid, then you go to old Chicago's and do their beer tours. Uh, see how many times you can do those. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah, so good, good beer in Colorado. So I, I want to certainly give you guys a shout, a shout out, uh, you uh, and your wife. Uh, for as much, you know, I'm, a, I'm a race director for PATH and stuff, and you guys are amazing. The races that you sponsor, the races that you just volunteer at, you guys just support the community incredibly. I mean, it's, yeah, like I said, when we got back here, you know, we firmly believe in giving back. And, um, you know, as a business owner, also, um, you know, we just wanted to be able to, to give something. And, and in the beginnings, when we did this, it wasn't a whole lot. You know, we don't, even now, you know, I mean, we don't always have a whole lot extra to give, but, um, you know, it is something that, um, you know, we just wanted to give back. And, and for us, it's always about um, the children. And, you know, like with the Kona Marathon, it was about giving awards to children, not just a medal and giving them a pair of shoes or a running shirt or something that would help to motivate them to keep going and, and said, wow, that was fun. I, I, I did a mile run or I did my 10 K or whatever the age, you know, appropriate race was for them, but it, it kind of got them a little bit more motivated. And if they couldn't afford a pair of running shoes and they were out there running in their high tops, you know, um, you know, maybe it got them a little bit more excited. So. Uh, I, I mean, you guys are at every race and races that are not races, you know, like the P-Man events, the uh, Team Mango events and stuff. And uh, you work you work in, uh, in conjunction with the uh, Daniel Sayer Foundation a lot, I think? We have. We've, yep, we definitely supported them. And, um, you know, and also kind of being from here, um, I think also kind of ties in with, um, you know, them. they've been here for a long time and, and the, you know, the foundation that they've had. And so, you know, and, you know, I don't know, we, we just believe that getting out and participating, you know, we, um, we don't go to church or do certain things. We go out in nature and, and you know, if it's not a race, then we're doing something outside and getting some fresh air, you know, talking to your higher power, however you want. So, um, so that's, that's our belief is getting out there. But if you give a little bit of money, but you also have to show up, I think, and spend some time and, and participate or volunteer. Um, 
you know, I, I do a lot more participating than volunteering sometimes, um, but uh, I have a, a great Sherpa in my family. <laughs> I, I, it, jo, Jolene's not around the corner or anything. I, I tell us. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. She's so great. She signs up for, you know, the whole family. Yep. And I have to keep her on track because she will, if given the option, she will continually sign up for the same race multiple times. Yep. Well, as soon as you send out notifications, she has to be, you know, okay, well, I got to get that done. So she just does it immediately. And then, you know, that's, you know, six months before the race or whatever it was. And then she's like, well, I don't remember if I signed up, so I'll just sign up again. <laughs> so oh, we, we have a program now. She's, she needs yeah. to check before <laughs> she signs up. Yep. So, yeah. But, um. No, we, we just, we like getting out and um, no, none of us around here are very uh, good at being um, sedentary. So, um, you know, it's easy for us to get out and go and it, you know, forces you to get up and get your exercise in and uh, enjoy the rest of the day. So, so this year, uh, let's see, uh, hey, I, I've been going through the litany so far every uh, every show. Um, let's see, we've had um, um, Kona Marathon just got canceled. It's the Kona Marathon now at, at Waikoloa. Um, uh, Honu, uh, were you signed up for Honu? So yeah, this was the, actually the first year I was going to do that as a relay. And um, who's, who's going to be the team? Was it going to be the family? Uh, no, it, um, I, we don't really have a swimmer in the family. Um, I'm, wait, 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 wait. I think you I'm do. A, I'm a reluctant swimmer because of triathlon. Um, not very good at all. Um, but, um, no, I had signed up with, um, you know, Billy Rickards. Yeah. And, and, um, so he got a team together and, um, um, I don't recall who our swimmer was, but he um, was going to do the bike, and then I was going to do the the run. So, um, so obviously that's been postponed, and I have a feeling it's—I don't know that it's going to happen, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, uh, kind of—I don't know—the rumor I just heard. I mean, I'm no longer the the aid station director for Ironman. Uh, but the kind of the rumor that I heard was that even uh, the October race, they might actually try to reschedule that for February. Right. Yeah, I heard that. You know, so, but we'll see. I mean, everything's, everything kind of changes day to day. Yeah. Well, I think and like you've, you've done Lava Man many times, right? I'm sorry. You've done Lava Man many times. Um, I've, yeah, I've done Lava Men, uh, I think five or six times. And, um, I don't know that I've ever had a good race there. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, you know, I got into Lava Men, my reason for kind of getting into Lava Men or even triathlon was, um, I was one of those little purple speed bumps. Um, <laughs> I, I, um you know, the team in training, my purple people. <laughs> Yeah, and um, my my daughter's um, when she was in uh, first grade, she lost uh, one of her friends to leukemia, oh. <clears throat> and um, and so that was one of our that was 
it was a good support uh, race for um, you know her family and, and uh, the team in training, you know, Leukemia Foundation. But it also kind of started that ignited my uh, my desire to, to start doing triathlon, and, and about that same time when I kind of needed to do something different. Um, so I did that and um, did it every year for five years in a row, and um, was invariably that time of year sick or getting over something or just not properly trained you know kind of going into this nilly willy and saying oh yeah i'll just go out and run and bike and you know and uh it's just swim, swim bike run and um and so um you know um yeah just never really did well i, I actually finished the race one year with about 102.6 fever yikes and um finished but uh you know should shouldn't have raced so well and and that race (laughs) that that race can be deceptively tricky i mean the swim swim is beautiful uh do you remember the one year where the tide was gone and we had about this much room between the reef yep yeah yeah crawling over the coral and uh hoping you didn't get uh the lacerations you could finish your race so and then the bike ride is a little bit deceptive because when you get to uh um you know you go down that and make that turn then go uh under in that tunnel which has a steep uphill when you come out of it (laughs) you know so that can be a little tricky and then the run i don't want to even think about the last what is it quarter mile or a third of a mile on the run yeah, it's like you feel like you can see it, you can hear it, and and you've just run over a mile or so of, you know, coral heads and lava, and then you get to the very end, and you want to just finish strong, and then you got to run through deep sand. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's uh, I love, I love the race. I like, I like the area to do the race, um, all that stuff, and um, yeah, at some point, uh, I'd like to go at it again, but um the the timing of the year just never fit for me <laughs> uh, i think jerry made the right call this year to just go ahead and not try to delay it yeah yeah uh, it was it, it it wouldn't have been a good thing and, and you know that was kind of at the middle of all those cancellations and um, i don't know i i feel like this year is going to be really hard to get any sort of big new event going um you know, with people, like if you're trying to hold a race even in September, you have to make plans now and you can't, you can't make a reservation maybe with an airline. They don't know, or, you know, um, you know, do you want to make something and then be out all that money to, to travel? Um, Cause you don't know who's going to be able to give you a refund or not. A lot of races, you know, they, yeah. they aren't, they, you know, they're in a position where they don't know that they can give you a refund and, um so it's not like they're making money they're just trying to put an event on you know for a lot of the races so and you your big race this year was uh, gonna be boston again you've done boston before haven't you no this is my first time so um you know i i'm a kind of a reluctant marathoner um i i like to run I've, i've been always more of a short distance sprinter type of runner <laughs> um and obviously doing Ironman and doing I've done a few marathons now but um 
my goal last year was to qualify for Boston. That was kind of my benchmark saying, okay, well now, you know, I got to that. And, um, um, I qualified at the, um, uh, the volcano to Hilo bird conservation marathon. Uh, oh yeah. Um, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan's race. Yeah. And so, um, got my slot and I uh, was all excited and training was actually going really well this year. Um, and, uh, you know, started, I guess in February, starting to get some inklings of, you know, disruptions and, um, yeah, that was, that was a big bummer to not be able to fulfill that. Well, it's, it's been, it's been yeah. delayed, right? Well, it's been delayed till September 14th. And um, like I said, I, I'm suspicious right now that we're going to have another announcement because, I mean, can you really have 20,000 people come together in Boston? And Boston's not been um, <clears throat> untouched. You know, they're, they've been, had a lot of cases. Um, are people going to want to get together and support a race? Are you going to have support staff? when people are still sick and they just are recovering from all these people getting sick you know um yeah it, it's it'll be interesting i i'm still registered um they gave us the option to you know get our money back get a refund and um i haven't gotten mine back yet but um i'm leery to travel and um yeah. and i think also there's going to be a huge number of people that unfortunately can't afford to go. Um, you know, I mean, we're, we are definitely in that uh, um, group of people that we have a business that is, you know, it's really struggling right now. And, um, and we're, so we're doing what we can to luckily have still have full, uh, full employment. Um, and um, so we're, we're, we're fortunate to be able to have, enough business and and we have great clients and um uh, so we've been able to keep our our staff employed um and um but it but it's definitely hurting a lot so so um, how how are you handling um you know the critters you know uh, what's 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 your protocol now for people to have their their pets their animals worked on yeah, so we were actually very early on, um, we were doing a lot of research on how we were going to deal with this. And, um, you know, we were initially, um, you know, seeing fewer patients. We, we, because of a lot of the, even the stress of the whole situation, we did cut back our hours. Um, we normally are open six days a week, but we cut that, cut our Saturdays out so that we could kind of give our staff um, more time to recover. Um, and then we almost immediately went to what we call curbside service mm. where, um, people call, um, they arrive, um, they either stay in the car or in the parking lot. We bring their animal into the exam room <clears throat> or into our treatment area. The client stays outside. Um, any contact that we have with the client, you know, we have, face mask, gloves, um, and we try to, to make that contact with the person only a few seconds maybe, um, and do all of our conversations on the phone, um, pictures, um, you know, some, some video if we need to, but um, 
Um, so everything, the animal still gets all their treatments done. Um, we were limiting all of our exams and our, our, our uh, appointments to more urgent type stuff. Um, one, because we just didn't want people coming out if they really didn't need to. Mm -hmm. um, as well as conserving resources, you know, almost everything we use um, crosses over to the human side. And, and so, um, you know, we have medicines that are in short supply, you know, PPE that's in short supply. Um, all of our staff um, was um, my mother-in-law and my daughter and my wife were making uh, face masks, masks early on. Um, so we designed, <clears throat> yep, <laughs> we designed, they had several prototypes. Uh, we designed ones that had, you know, uh, material with a pocket that you could put actual filter in that were true face masks. And, um, um, and so, um, you know, so we really worked on, on all of our protocols to make sure that <clears throat> anything that was touched was wiped down. We didn't handle any credit cards. Um, you know, all the things that a lot of places that as us, that we were labeled as essential. And so we had to stay open um, and we wanted to stay open. Like I said, we wanted to keep our employees employed and um, you know, it's, uh, and we have plenty of urgent stuff every day that we need to take care of. So there wasn't an option to close. Um, mm. But, um, but there, there are a lot of, lot fewer cases. So, and um, you know, we're trying to get, people and not only our business, but other businesses, owners around town, you know, we're trying to stop and support them and, you know, get some of the takeout food every once in a while. And um, because, um, you know, we know so many people that are out of work that um, we're trying to support them as much as we can and, and try to get people to understand that the buying from the local businesses is, is so essential. Um, you know, we all like to get the cheapest price, but, um, you know, for us, if you buy it from us, then, you know, we're giving you that service. We're getting you the knowledge that goes behind, not just buying a product, but, you know, knowing if it's good or bad or the right or appropriate thing for your animal. So. Um, and we, we've been lucky. I mean, we're lucky here in Hawaii that, uh, I mean, I buy my coffee from, uh, Dana Leong and, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, they're friends. I mean, they're friends that, that I know. There's yeah. a deal right now at the Hibera uh, farm uh, just off of uh, Manaw Road uh, where 15, you know, they do it twice a week where if you bring a bag with $15 cash, they fill your bag up the next day, you pick it up kind of, kind of thing, which I know a lot of people, you know, would not have that opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I grew up on a coffee farm. My, my mom has Mother Goose Farms is her, uh, her label and, um, you know, organic Kona coffee. Um, but, um, <clears throat> you know, and, and, you know, it's been really kind of a blessing for us. And, uh, in a way that my, um, my mother-in-law, uh, Jelaine's mom has been here. She usually visits us every year, um, for a few weeks and, um, she got stuck here. Um, <laughs> And, um, but, um, but she's been helpful and, and, um, just being able to have, you know, her and our daughter be able to stay home and not have to be at work or, um, allowed us to, to kind of carry on the business because it's been very stressful. And, um, but 
they've you know started three gardens in the back um so we've got produce we've got um you know peppers and lettuce and uh carrots and beets and tomatoes and celery and i mean almost you name it they're growing it and or trying (laughs) (laughs) some of the fruits are hard but um we're also very fortunate that my you know my parents bring us avocados and you know and we've had friends that have given us fish and you know, we, we trade, you know, those things all the time. And so, you know, I think we are very fortunate in some ways if, you know, you can live off the land <clears throat> a lot here. Um, uh, so, you know, it's, it's been um, good in that respects. We're, we're eating more local, I think, and we're eating more of those fresh things out of the backyard even. So. Yeah, that, that's like I'm uh, we're lucky up here too with the cattle ranch at you know parker ranch and stuff with locally produced beef mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the stuff we don't i guess sometimes we don't realize how self-sufficient we can be yeah yeah you know? yeah i think uh you know the it's hopefully you know you always look at some of these things and, and say well what why what can we do to um make make this more permanent or uh help to make life um, better for everybody and, and healthier. And, you know, one of my things too is, you know, you look at all the clean air right now around the world and, and okay, well, maybe we can drive less, we can bike more, uh, make it safer for us to get around, um, buy an electric car or, or, you know, do whatever you feel like you can do to, you know, take care of our mother Earth and, um, so, you know, do our part because, um, you know, there's a lot of us here and we're using too many resources for, uh, for what she has. So. Yeah. I know I've gotten a lot of inquiries, you know, because of the bike edge stuff that I do for path that there are a lot of the cakeys cause they're home now. They're actually are out biking and, mm-hmm. and doing that more than they normally would be because you can only, I guess you can only play uh, Fortnite so much <laughs> and uh, you know, it's, it's been great to see that. That's one of the things I wish I can, I hope that we can see carry over where adults are out biking with helmets. Remember to wear your helmet. Sorry, I know I teased you about a certain individual not wearing her helmet, but that's, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. Um, and, you know, I think it's also been a little bit challenging just in the sense that, you know, right now, you know, getting outside and, and biking and running and, you might want to go on your favorite trail, but it, you can't go if it's too crowded, you know. And and so, um, you know, we've been getting up at four forty-five, and well, Joanne and her mom have been doing it more more consistently than me. <laughs> oh, like out out on Wailua Trail, yeah. Yeah, or there's another road that we run on a lot, um, but you know, past past six a.m., you know, it starts getting too busy where it's it's crowded, and so. Um, you know, I think a lot of this is, is we're learning more about where we're going with this thing. And, and hopefully it's it's actually much more prevalent than we thought, which is going to mean that it's maybe not as contagious or, or not as deadly, which is going to help us. But, you know, I think the, the precautions initially are always, you know, good to be on the safe side until we have more information. And so, but it's made, you know, made significant changes and, you know, everything that we're doing right now. So, yeah, I noticed that even, you know, when I, where I go out and stuff, um, 
my instinct, of course, is to pet dogs. I don't care if they're slobbering on me and stuff, but that has actually now gone away. Yeah. And and people with their dogs in the past, you know, people would just let their dogs run and stuff. And I've noticed the dog walkers, and there's a lot more of them now, are not letting their dogs go to people. Yeah. Because then they have to come close to the person to, to gather them back. And yeah, so yeah, it's changed. So and, and we won't, we won't get to, because of our <clears throat> cat loving friends, we won't even talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We get, we get a few cats here and there that um, I know that they do um, um, walk them, <laughs> but um, you know, cats are, are funny that you have to kind of, uh, be allowed in their space and, and um, allow them to do what you want. So, uh, yeah, dogs are uh, dogs are you know man's best friend, but you know cats are just there to allow you to be in their space. <laughs> well, well, people are cats, kind of a casual friends. Yeah. Is there any is there any advice you can give to uh, pet owners right now on what they can do to their pets? And I guess we can mm -hmm. stick with cats and dogs. You know, I, up till this minute, I never even thought about uh, people that have inside cats and uh, cat litter. Um, I guess, you know, I mean, fairly opening question, but it, it, when the um, good things right now, we know that um, at least right now, we have an understanding that pets are not really affected by the virus as much as we think, or as much as some people have thought. Um, the um, you know, just keeping them exercise. You know, I think a lot of our animals are probably think it's the best thing ever because we're home all the time now and hanging out with them and, you know, uh, going on more walks maybe. Um, but, um, you know, uh, there's plenty of food. There's, um, there's been no shortages of um, supplies that, that we know of. Um, uh, we've been, still been able to go out, get cat litter, you know, dog food, you know, those sorts of things. Um, so there really, we haven't experienced any significant shortages. Um, we did do a little extra stocking up just because we knew they, the supply lines were going to be maybe a little slower. Uh, we aren't allowed to order medicines um, in as many, you know, the quantity that we would like to all the time. So we just order more, a little bit more often. Um, we always have ongoing drug shortages. Um, and, you know, we, we deal with those the best we can. But, um, you know, pets, uh, cats and dogs, that's who I deal with on a daily basis. Um, um, I haven't seen anybody that's been sick um, that we could confirm. Um, there is testing for animals, but um, we don't believe that it's necessary um, for anybody that I've seen and no one in the state so far. Um, so... Um, yeah, I think, um, you're just trying to really continue their same routines. Um, they feel stresses, you know, cats can really feel the stresses of the households, um, making sure you, you take care of them, change the litter boxes and, um, give them their own space. Sometimes they need that. Um, uh, you know, so. Um, yeah, it is. See, that's kind of, I mean, we have a, there's a house cat here, uh, Sebastian, that kind of roams free whenever he wants, goes wherever he wants to and stuff. So I would have never thought about cats getting stressed, you know, which that's yeah, true. That's very true. 
Yeah, yeah, we see a lot more urinary tract infections or, or cystitis, not really infections, but, um, you know, cats, um, you know, display their stress sometimes with over-grooming, but also sometimes bladder problems, um, you know, whereas people and dogs have more GI problems with stress. Um, so it's just one of those things to try and keep their routines the same, keep them on their same foods, be safe about going out, get their same litter, get their same food, you know, don't make any changes, um, don't, don't just buy the stuff at the corner store or wherever you might be getting it, um, you know, so keep them on their same foods. So. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, I, and that, that's another thing I wouldn't even thought about. I wouldn't have changed it. I wouldn't think to change it. But uh, do do you guys ever get any asthma drugs? Because I need asthma drugs right now. <laughs> <laughs> is it, are, are you barking or, or, or meowing? <laughs> you know, my bark has a little bit of a, a, a rasp to it. <laughs> you know, it is funny when uh, the person who owns that that people that own the house they come and cut the grass boy that wipes me out you know yeah. I have allergies i got asthma and stuff like that but uh, yeah. it's yeah. just the things that you never i wouldn't even noticed before yeah. you know well, all, all those same things that people deal with a lot of times you know we're dealing with the same problems and um you know we especially if you guys are all home everybody's um you know around their animals more they're maybe be realizing them more um, the in, the actual incidence of these issues might not actually be anymore, but now you're actually watching your dog scratch all day long, and <laughs> so, um, so so yeah, we can we can work through those things. But yeah. have, have you have you noticed anything about? Uh, I mean, you know, being a trail person myself and runner kind of thing, I've noticed that there's been maybe it's just because we notice it now that there's been some dog interaction with people that's not for the best i mean you know yeah, we, aggressiveness and in, in pets um i mean we see it all the time um and you know living in you know in kona where you know there are the population is a little bit higher where you have dog walkers and you know people that are afraid of animals um uh, i don't get to i mean i obviously don't treat people so you know we don't um see the human injuries um you know we hear them secondarily because we would treat the animal um we do see lots of animal animal um aggressions and and um you know so you know we always you know making sure your dog's on a leash um and my one of my pet peeves is the retractable leashes um because you really have no control over your dog when it's 20 feet away from you oh. um, and you know having them on that short six foot leash or even shorter you know one foot leash when you're passing someone on a trail that might only be a few feet wide with two people and two dogs you know, you have to have them almost by the collar to be able to control them. And, and some dogs are just excited to see the next dog, you know, or person, you know, it's like you see all the time, but some are not. And, you know, some people aren't um, conscientious about appro approaching animals in a safe way or asking. Um, and same thing with some dogs. They aren't always appropriate about approaching the other dog. <laughs> you know, they just want to play. They just want to jump on them. They're just excited. Maybe it's a puppy or, or exuberant, but the other dog maybe it has some arthritis and it just is achy and it doesn't want to be 
played on. And, and so, um, you know, yeah, we, we, we do see those things. And when you get people out walking more because they have more time maybe. And so, yeah, we, we've seen a couple of extra incidents where we see dog bites and things like that. Yeah, you know, I, I did the uh, Captain Cook challenge up here. <laughs> Didn't do the swim part, but uh, I went out. I hadn't ridden the, the old Fuji mountain bike here for a while. And I went out and ran Mana Road. And then I rode in the neighborhoods or, uh, up there, which I know most of the neighborhoods. I'm up there all the time. I have clients and stuff. But I even subconsciously, when I went on one loop, there was this beautiful white dog and he just kind of looked at me. He was real mellow about it. You know, he didn't like make any kind of aggressive moves. He didn't wag his tail, but I kind of thought about it and went, okay, he's okay. But then one of the other neighborhoods, you know, dogs bark and there were a couple of dogs that were barking and I kind of went, maybe I'm not going to go that route again. Just yeah. because people yeah. have been letting their dogs pretty much out the yards a lot of times yeah yeah a lot of dogs are you know they like to bark that they're communicating they're you know they're excited to see someone walking by or running by um but um you know you don't know you don't know they're being protective of their place their yard obviously you're not going to go in and jump in their yard um but um you don't always know when a, a loose dog is running around maybe that um you know, is it safe to approach them? Um, I, as someone who's been around animals their whole life, um, I don't approach loose dogs. Um, and if I do, or if I'm trying to help them, you know, there's certain very cautious ways that you can do that. Um, you know, I've been attacked by dogs um, out running or, or walking around. Um, and, um, you know, but one was by a lady that just had her dog off leash and she thought she had the right to do that when she didn't. And, um, you know, so, um, you know, you just, you have to be, you have to be careful. Practicing aloha with your animals too, not just people aloha, but animal aloha. Yeah, exactly. So we all have to share the space. So you have to do it respectfully. I, I've been noticing your hat there. Have you done the escape? from Alcatraz is that what they had yeah yep that one you know it's uh you you get into this uh wardrobe of which uh hat which uh you know event shirt am I going to wear today <laughs> so <laughs> um I was uh was it 2017 um I did um escape from Alcatraz Unfortunately, I didn't get to escape from Alcatraz. That was the year they canceled the swim. Oh. And um, <clears throat> they had a um, big, big uh, chop in the, in the bay. So they canceled the swim and they did a bike run. So, um, but I went back last year and um, we had amazing conditions last year. Uh, we actually had uh, dolphins in the bay. Um, so we got to swim next to dolphins and it was... Uh, just glass and so yeah so it was a fantastic race last year and um um not not well trained but um <laughs> I had a, a good time and um you know, got to be able to swim across the bay and uh you know the the weather in, in that part of the country you know along the coast there is it's always cool and and um 
my body does better in cooler climates anyway. So, um, oh, that's yeah, interesting. I, how I, how I, was the water to swim in? How was the bay water to swim in? Not was it clear? It was yeah, it was clear. Um, it wasn't. Um, you can't see very far. You know, the bottom's muddy and you know there's sediment. But um, I I felt it was clear. It was. It didn't. Yeah, there wasn't any issues at all. You know, obviously cold, um, 55 degrees. Oh. Um, so I, I did do a couple practice swims near um, the um, <clears throat> near the exits and, and um, just kind of got my bearings and, um, you know, wetsuit, booties, you know, double caps. And <laughs> um, once I got swimming, I was great. Yeah, no issues at all. So. And my buddy, uh, I don't know if you know, you know Eric Gieselman from uh, Hoka? Mm-hmm, yep. Yeah, that's Eric's big race and stuff. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. I've seen him out there. I've met him out there, and um, um, yeah. So I I really like that race. Um, you know, it, it's unfortunately very expensive um, to do, and so. Um, but um, for me, it's it's one of those things. That I think I, I just the, the adventure of doing new things, going different places. Um, I was extremely fortunate to do Exterra France um, last year also. Yeah. Oh, that's why you guys went there. Okay. Part of the reason. Yeah. And well, <laughs> to my, to my wife's uh, chagrin, I, I planned this race because we were going to go and um, it, uh, you know, cost us some, some experience days or, or, or travel days to get to the race. And, but um you know, it's just one of those experiences that you can't pass up. And um, so. Um, did you, did you yeah. find it being very different from, I mean, did you do, you've done Xterra Maui? Yeah, I've done, so Xterra Hawaii Island here um, since it started a couple of years ago. And then um, Xterra Maui, the championships over there. Um, X, the France race was, the race itself was great. Um, we were just at a big, huge deficit because we didn't speak any French and um, they really didn't speak very much English at all. Um, you know, the whole event, you know, they, they, you know, it was all in French. And so we just got by with what we could. And, you know, I, taking high school French and college French, to, uh, not speaking it for, you know, almost 30 years, um, it, it <laughs> doesn't get you far. <laughs> Formage. <laughs> I need some formage. <laughs> so, um, but um, I mean, just beautiful country, beautiful course. Um, I would go back in a heartbeat. So, oh yeah, that's that. That I'm like you in that. I'd rather do something different or new. I mean, I'm great. It's fun doing stuff that you know and com are comfortable with. But the whole thing about going out somewhere and going, okay, let's see what happens here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the quality of the trails, you know, the, it was just amazing. So, um, yeah, it was fun. Was it, was it as muddy as Maui? I, I've never done a race muddier than two years ago in Maui. <laughs> I have a, I have a picture, you know, I'm, you know, my kit and unfortunately it was white and, um, you know, it was obviously brown. Uh, it never did come clean. Um, I've I wore it once at a one of the little um, you know P-man races type things, and um, but I don't know that I can <laughs> wear it again. 
So muddiest Speaking race of my life. Speaking so. of equipment, what do you, uh, what's your, what kind of equipment, what shoes do you run in? Um, so I have been uh, running in um, Saucony Convaras um, for a few years. Um, I tried out a few different things and I think also coming in it, into it as a non-runner, um, you know, 10 years ago, maybe, um, you know, went through Newton's for, for a few years. Um, actually really liked their shoes for a while. Um, they had some issues and, um, their quality control, I think went down for a few years. And, um, so, um, I switched over to, um, um, you know, Big Island Running Companies, you know, I, you know, use them as my, sh my, get my shoes there, um, almost exclusively. And so tried on a pair and I've kind of been stuck on those shoes since. And so I use those for training and racing. Um, I do have some race flats that I use for shorter stuff, but you know, everything I do is 5k, 10k or more. So <laughs> well, what bike do you have now? Flats, Which bike? So. Uh, um, I, uh, so I got say after a couple of years, I knew I was going to do many triathlons for a while. Um, um, I have a truck speed concept for, um, uh, for triathlon, um, mechanical, um, you know, but have some decent wheels and, um, <clears throat> you know, and, and train and race on the same bike, same wheels, um, um, road bike, you know, another truck, uh, Trek Madone. Um, uh, and so, um, for mountain biking, um, I have a friend in Colorado and so they hooked me up with a, um, Santa Cruz tall boy, which is for me, it was kind of a balance of, you know, kind of an all around bike that I can go out and have fun with, but still kind of race on it. Um, you know, I'm getting older I'm getting slower and I'm not at the, uh, at the very pointy end of the, the race. So, um, you know, everything I buy has to have some value to it besides just a, a race, you know, equipment. So do, do you find yourself, uh, seeking equipment that's more comfortable now? <laughs> um, no, <laughs> maybe I should. Um, but, um, you know, I, I, like even with my shoes, you know, I, I've tried out Hoka's I've tried out, different brands um i've never fit well with the super plush um shoe um i have a um you know i use um i use um yeah it, you know i just have never they just didn't fit my foot basically so. yeah I, I i transitioned from uh, back in the day new balance was the only thing i could fit because they had a 4e Mm -hmm. I have a wide foot. And then I was on Newtons for quite a few years. I, I agree with you on the Newtons, boy. They were the, the, I forget what model it was, but it was a wider model and stuff. They were great. And then they changed. Yep. Yeah. You know? yeah. When they changed, you know, and it, you know, it's, I think all runners will, will admit to this, you know, you, you get a, a shoe, you like it. And then all of a sudden they came out with a new model. It might have the same name, but it just doesn't fit the next year or the, the materials that they use are slightly different. So it doesn't fit and you end up having to change. And, you know, you know, I spend probably three hours trying on different shoes before you maybe find something that fits. And then, then you're stuck with it for 300 miles. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, that's that. 
well, what the heck? I'm going to, they're brand new shoes. I'm going to go ahead and use them anyway. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Do you, so do you have a vest or anything that you run in? Do you have a ultra ultimate direction or anything? You know, I have, um, most of my running, I, I use a, a belt, um, and, um, I've, I've used the Nathan belts, um, for a long time and they, they just seem to fit the most, the best for my body. And, um, and then I did get one of their vests, um, to start doing the you know, longer runs and especially here in, in Kona, um, you have to have lots of hydration and, and I'm a little bit bigger, you know, closer to 190 pounds mostly. And, and so, you know, I need a lot of, a lot of water. <laughs> So I, I, I you know, and, 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 you know, I, I talked to some of my friends and they're going, well, I'm going to do a, a no hydration 20 mile run. And like, uh, you might find me at mile 10, you know, passed out. So I was amazed. I interviewed Billy a couple of days, a few days ago and stuff. His rule of thumb, if it's under four hours, which Billy is fast, he doesn't take any water. Yeah. Like, yeah, I said, I'd be, I'd be dead. <laughs> like, oh yeah, pretty much. Um, but um, you know, I've you know, I've tried out different things and different nutritions, and you know, kind of going back to sticking what you you know. And um, so, I've done what do you use for nutrition? Do you use gels, or uh, do you have a sport drink of choice? Yeah, so I do the. Um, Team Infinite, Infinite. Um, and um, kind of got hooked on that when I, when I when I was training for Ironman and uh, just by chance. And um, the great thing about them is they do all their custom mixes. So um, <clears throat> been on their stuff for uh, six years now, and my mixes might have changed a little bit, but they've always got something for me. And um, um, but I use their recovery drinks, their coffee drink in the morning, the mud. It's absolutely great. I get my mix my coffee drink with my coffee, get a little triple shot. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, um, yeah, so they have caffeinated, um, you know, drinks and, um, Oh yeah. Yes. They have caffeinated drinks. I, I did Maui marathon a few years ago and I had been using their infinite stuff and David Cobb was doing it too. And what's the one that's the super caffeinated one that they have? The jet fuel. Yeah. yeah well, there's, there's another one too, where it's like, Oh, uh, they, um, they don't make it anymore. Yeah. Um, the uh, heart attack or napalm. whatever it's called. Napalm. napalm. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> you have to be careful with that. <laughs> <laughs> so you want your heart rate up a little bit but not that much <laughs> yeah so but um yeah it's good you know I, I can mix up their stuff into slurries where you know i can get a a whole iron man race out of it um just in three bottles and just mix water with it or drink water and so that um i did my marathon on doing that where i mix up a concentrate and then i'll just take a sip of that and a swig of water. Um, um, so it's been working great for me and I've had some sweat tests done. Um, and um, Levelon is a company that I um, had, they've been out at, at uh, Ironman for a few years now where they will do you know, a patch in your arm, they'll test your sweat, 
Um, oh. And um, just kind of realized that I never thought I was a heavy sweater, or, but I was also losing a lot more sodium than I really thought because I never came back crusted or, you know, thought I was losing a lot of salt. But <clears throat> um, and then uh, was able to then use that to formulate my my custom mix and um, definitely made a difference. So. Oh, yeah, I, I, I liked Infinite back in the day. Of course, now I am sponsored by Tailwind, so I <laughs> promote Tailwind. <laughs> so. But no, they, they had good stuff. I like the fact that you could devise a, a mix for yourself to fine-tune it. Yep. yep, and they're willing to work with you. And, um, you know, the rest of the time, I, I just try to eat whole foods, though. Um, DB&J. Yeah, um, you know, it, just, it works best, so... Every once in a while, maybe some of this. <laughs> Not during. <laughs> finish line, finish line time. How, how many, how many Ironmans have you done? Just one. <laughs> <laughs> but it was the Ironman, right? Yep. So obviously living in Hawaii and, and on the big island, uh, lucky enough to get a slot. And um, you know, my ramp up to Ironman was really fast. So I was doing Lava Man, had done Lava Man twice, um, decided to do Honu, um, did not put my name in the bag for, for the Ironman that year. Um, and that's when they had their whole lottery, um, legal issues with the name lottery, whatever. <clears throat> and so um, did Honu finished, but and then they announced their um, their selections for Ironman Kona in June instead of April, and um, you know woke up that morning and and saw my name in the paper, and um, so I had four months to go from doing my you know third Olympic, my first half, and then all of a sudden doing my uh, first Ironman, so. Um, but you know, it was fun. It was, um, a learning experience. It was, um, amazing to be able to do that in your hometown. Um, and, uh, growing up, I, I did part of Ironman, you know, with, um, one of my, my dad's friends, uh, fireman that did it back in the day and went out and ran, you know, within six miles, you know, to help him finish at midnight, you know, uh, type of thing. So, um, had had some some roots i guess back to you know the uh the 80s <laughs> so uh, did you ever do uh, uh jerry's race when she had the keho um yeah i did it the last year that they had it so, i like that race that race was so yeah. different yeah totally different and um brutal bright bike <laughs> there's no lack of hills down here <clears throat> so um but um Fun, fun race. Yep. And the swim was so much different. Swimming in Cuyahoga is so much different than swimming out at Abe. Yeah, some deep water swim out there. Um, so, and uh, kind of like you know what you mentioned, and um, you know, escape from um, our uh, the Captain Cook Challenge. You know, swimming across the bay, it's uh, deep water there. So, do you have any uh, any? I mean, uh, we're all, obviously we're, a lot of us. All of us are pretty much on hold, but do you have any races that you've been, you know, kicking around? I usually ask people what, if you had a chance to do one race, whether it's a triathlon or a run or a swim or whatever, what would it be? Um, well, you know, obviously Boston was, that was my big kind of celebration race this year. Um, we were going to go and visit the 
never been to Boston besides through the airport. So I want to go see the history of Boston and stuff. But um, the rest of the year was, you know, Xterra. Um, and I don't know where we are with, you know, the rest of the races in, in August. So um, I've been wanting to get more back into trail running. And so, um, <clears throat> you know, I think um, I did the, Kona, the Kau Coffee Mill run last year. Um, um, so trying to do more trail running and maybe getting into the, um, the hurt series and doing some of their races over there. Um, you know, it's, um, you know, it's an easy hop over there to, to run. So, um, not an easy race, but an easy flight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and not hurt, but some of the hurt series, <laughs> um, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm a reluctant long distance runner. Um, and, um, I, I'm still don't at this point, don't think I'll ever do an ultra. Um, so we know, you know, you never know. Um, every time I say I don't I'm never going to do something, I've ended up doing it. So, um, yeah. Um, but I, I think for me, I, I traveling and running, going somewhere and doing a marathon or, um, I think that's some of our focus right now and, and running is so easy traveling and doing a, a triathlon is infinitely oh. better with the amount of gear and, and um you know like in france i rented a bike so that made it a lot easier but you still had a wetsuit and helmet and shoes and stuff that you had to lug around with you on the rest of your trip if you're not just going to race yeah trail running just seems to be very uh, uh it's more more simple for sure yeah yeah some shoes and maybe a belt that's it so yeah. I ask I ask people about Western states because a lot of them are you know ultra ultra runners and stuff and it's like uh, all you need is your shoes you know and some way to get into a race. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but no, I don't have any big races the rest of the year on my calendar. I'm probably going to try and just stick close to home and um, do what might be going on here. Unfortunately, the you know, volcano races just got canceled. Um, yeah, the Ohia. Yeah. Yeah. I really, really like running up in Volcano and that, that half mar half marathon. Um, just really, really like that race. Um, so, um, so we'll see, see what the year holds. Um, I think a lot of people aren't going to be able to afford to travel as much. Um, and, um, you know, it'll be one of our first years that we haven't traveled in the summer for a while. And so, getting away is good and just um, seeing the world and seeing other people is great. But um, right now we're doing it like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's a zoom world. Yeah. Zoom world. So, yeah, I'm looking for, I mean, Kau so far hasn't been canceled and that's a tough, tough race. I mean, that's a hard trail race. Tough for race. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, like beautiful i mean and it's funny i grew up here and, and i had never been up to that part of you know the mountains yeah you know? and you know it's i think it's one of the unfortunate things on the big island is so much of the land here is private that you have no access to hiking you know like um uh, you know like you did in colorado where you had a trailhead all over the place where you could access the mountains and um camping or even you know that sort of thing where here it's um you know trying to get to certain places is unfortunately a lot of people trespass and that's not right either but um 
happens. So, yeah, we can uh, hopefully Alex and Billy will continue their series because it would have been interesting having uh, the 50k or yeah, 50k 50 miler up on R1. Mm-hmm. I hadn't really been up on R1 for a lot of years. Maybe last time I was up there was maybe 15 years ago. Yeah. And I went up a couple of times as I was going back and forth to Hilo to get permits for my race and stuff. And it just that that's hopefully that race will come off maybe next year. I, I hope. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So we can get those. And, and I think um, for us, maybe non-ultra runners, you know, mixing in the, at least the 10K or half marathon in, on top of the 30K or something, 50K. So. Yeah, and I haven't talked to Keith recently. I don't know if what what we're going to do as far as the Mana 10s in mm-hmm. August. You right. know, my guess is probably not going to happen just because, yeah. just because and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But hey, hey, Jacob, thank you so much for sharing. You know everything that you you shared today, and yeah. uh, I mean. Uh, again, I am totally always surprised by my lack of knowledge of the people that I consider my friends. And <laughs> it's, it's been great to be able to not only me to get to know you better, but also to let everybody else out on the, out, out, out on the Zoom world uh, know you and know. We'll, we'll talk about your family another time. We'll I'm, hopefully have another, another uh, uh, meetup and stuff. but. Yeah, yeah. Jolene has, has infinitely much more to say than I do. Um, uh, so, um, and obviously a whole different perspective on, on everything. So, but yeah, no, it's been a, a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Okay, dokie. Thank you, James, uh, Jacob. Thank you so much. Right. Can't thank Jacob enough. Uh, Dr. Jacob had um, a great athlete, modest, <laughs> like it seems like so many of my friends are. Uh, but, uh, he, in fact, he had to go, um, he needed to get to, uh, he's on the state board for the veterinary, uh, board, of the state of Hawaii. So he, he has, he wears many hats. He, it, I can't, uh, tell you how much that his family does. Oh gosh. They volunteer at everything. They sign up for races. His wife is great. His daughter is an incredible athlete. Um, and I, it really, I didn't realize that he had qualified for Boston and it was going to be his big race this year. I just feel sorry, you know, that it had to be canceled and everything, but things are, are what they are. So again, thanks for listening. Thanks for, uh, uh, you know, being able to listen into a little bit of our Island here and our athletes here. Again, if you want to support the race, you can subscribe. Uh, here on YouTube, or you can uh, go to iTunes, Stitcher, pretty much everything for the audio version of the podcast. You can also go to patreon.com forward slash Ultra If you want to donate a cup of coffee, two cups of coffee per episode, that would be awesome. And you can always email me at uh, joe at uh, joefireball.com. Be glad to answer any questions and hope everybody is... Uh, staying out being active walking their dogs walking their cats if that's what you do but again uh, mahalo nui loa and aloha